Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Las Musas podcast. My name is Jasmine Mendez, and I am the author of Josefina's Habichuelas, Las Habichuelas de Josefina. Today, I am joined by three musas. Hi, I'm Donna Iguera, and I am the author of El Cucuy is Scared Too with Abrams Kids, and it is out now. And... Hi, I'm Gloria Mesqua, and I'm the author of Child of the Flower Song People, Lucy Menes, daughter of the Nawa, uh, illustrator Duncan Fumapiu, and it's by Abrams Books for Young Readers. And it's a story about a Nawa woman, an indigenous woman in Mexico who became a model for famous artists and also helped preserve the Nawa language. Excellent, thank you. And finally, and hi, I'm Hilda Eunice Burgos, and I'm the author of The Cot in the Living Room, which is out now. It was released on June 1st, and it is it came out on June 1st by Coquila Books, and it's about a young girl who goes from jealousy to empathy when her parents have to babysit children whose families work the overnight shift. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us. Um, and on this episode of Debut Diaries, we'll be discussing sort of the fears, the anxieties, the joys, uh, the logistics of releasing uh, a picture book as a debut author and sort of our own experiences. Um, my own book, Josefina's Abichuelas, will be out in October. And so I know I have hit the ground running trying to promote and share the book with folks. Um, and my book is about uh, a young Dominican girl who learns how to make her traditional uh, Dominican family dish of abichuelas con dulce, which is, uh, which is prepared and eaten on Easter weekend. Uh, and so I'm really excited uh, as well for my book release in October. But we're all here just to, to share what it's been like, this journey so far, uh, and, and you know, hopefully share some words of wisdom. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, I think the first question moving in is, um, were or are you nervous about the release of your debut book and why or why not? I can begin if we're gonna, we'll just repeat the order. Yes. Yes. I was nervous. Um, I will say my first book was Lupe Wong won't dance, which is a middle grade book. And this is that book. It came out with living Guerrero in September of 2020. So right smack dab in the middle of a pandemic. And so I think that, you know, a lot of the nerves that I probably would have had of doing in-person events didn't really happen. A lot of it was virtual. And because I had already done some virtual events. I got over the anxieties of, of that. I, I would, uh, you know, not look in the right spot. I would write down everything I thought I was going to have to say. And I found that that was really paralyzing to me. I, if I wrote it all down and I felt like I had to cover these talking points. So I've learned that it's, it works far better for me. And I have, I'm less nervous. If I'm just sitting here and I see the three of you and see your faces, I feel like we're having a conversation and I don't get so nervous. I feel like, you know, we're sitting around my, my living room and, and chatting about, um, about books. And so, yeah, I was really nervous with, with Lupe Wong, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I feel like I haven't really had an in-person debut yet. And so with El Kukui is scared too. I did kind of a hybrid book launch and 
that was scary too. Cause I didn't, there are, there's so many technical glitches that can happen and they did, but we were able to bring the illustrator Juliana Perdomo from Bogota and she was there for this and, and virtually. And so it worked out well. Um, but I, I think being nervous is normal. And if you're not nervous, there's probably something wrong. And I don't know that it's really gotten better for me. I'm always a smidge nervous, like right before I do a recording or a classroom visit even, or it doesn't matter if it's a classroom visit to me with 30 kids or, you know, um, an ALA thank you speech for, you know, for the Pura Bel Prey, I'm equally nervous. And so it's just kind of getting into it. Once I start talking, as you can tell, I keep talking. And so, <laughs> and so um, yeah, once I get going, I just feel like we're having a conversation. So that's how I get over my nerves a little bit. Well, I'm so glad to hear you say that <laughs> not because I'm hoping they'll get better. I'm definitely nervous about every aspect. Um, I'm glad I've done some panels already and a short presentation, and that helped me believe I can continue to do this. Um, I'm working on a presentation, the first one that will be with kids uh, for next Tuesday. And um, yeah, just I, I'm, I'm nervous about getting it uh, right, I guess, and also time, time limits that um, some of the presentations are, you're part of a panel of not just going on and on and taking up other people's time, and that kind of thing. So I do write everything down and then I kind of and go through it quite a few times and also um, put what the highlights are so that I can just glance at the highlights and hopefully remember some of the phrases because I get uh, really nervous um so i think the most the thing i'm most nervous about is that my book launches august 26 and um uh my book birthday is the 17th but the launch is the 26th of august and i don't have it ready yet and i have some ideas but i need to reach out to some people i need to find out if my illustrator i know he won't be able to be with me because he's very busy and has some family issues, but I'm trying to see if I can get maybe a one minute video clip or use some other clips and just a lot of things that need to come together. And it's a month away and I'm, I'm not there yet. I, I would tell you just have some grace for yourself because it feels like it's piled on at the last moment, right beforehand, there are things you don't think about. So just forgive yourself a little bit. And if you don't hit all of those points on your paper, that's okay. Yeah. 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 I love what Donna said about just having conversation. You know, interestingly, my picture book is a debut picture book, but I have two other books published. And so the, the uh, I think some of the elements that, that are new to debut authors aren't necessarily new to me in that sense of like I've been doing panels and workshops and school visits for for many years now and so um, I always get I say that butterflies are good and regardless of whether you're a performer or reading something for the first time or the 50th time to have butterflies is a good thing because it means you care and so I still get you know even like I was telling you guys earlier this morning I had my first in-person reading slash performance and I still had butterflies I had butterflies for many reasons you know because it's still it's strange to be live and in the flesh now with people and so you're like, do I still remember how to do this? Do I remember how to like speak in front of 
actual physical bodies. Um, and, you know, but students can be so gracious. Kids are just so sweet and so kind. And they're just, they see you kind of like a rock star, like, wow, you wrote that book, like that physical book, you know? Um, and so they, you know, it's, it's so sweet, like how they are and can be around you and the questions that they ask. And so interestingly enough, my, my nerves about this book, um, are just like, did I get something wrong? Like, I'm, I'm always really worried about what my Dominican community is going to say about the Dominican cultural references that I embed in the text, you know, that are sometimes often very um, specific to like the way my family does things. And so I'm always like, well, are other Dominicans going to be like, well, that's not how you make habichuelas con dulce, or that's not really, you know, what you call that thing. And so that's what I kind of get nervous about is like, did I get something wrong, um, you know, and just being called to, to the table for, the, for that, I think more than anything. Um, I think we all feel that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I do too, because mine's a biography and I, you know, as much as I've researched and double checked and everything, I still think now, was that something that I just surmised, you know, <laughs> you can do that, but did I, you know, I, it's just, you know, is some librarian out there going to say, oh, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody, I don't know. Yeah, it's all, it's all kind of nerve wracking. Yeah, I, like you, Jasmine, this isn't my first book. And like Donna, I mean, I've, my first, first book was um, my middle grade novel, Ana Maria Reyes Does Not Live in a Castle, which came out in October of 2018, when things were still in person. And I am not into public speaking at all. And I was very, very nervous about it. Um, and one thing I learned, it's sort of interesting, Gloria, that you said that, you know, you're nervous about time limits and panels, because for me, it's the opposite. I, I like, I prefer doing panels because that way other people are speaking and I don't have to say as much. And so, you know, the panels are, but I get really nervous and I feel like, I have to know all the questions ahead of time. And if the moderator doesn't send them ahead of time, I'm like all freaked out. And, you know, I read them and reread them and write down a hundred different variations of the answers. And I feel like over-preparation is sort of the way that I handle it. And with The Cot in the Living Room, you know, being my first picture book, I was nervous about talking to kids. I did a couple school visits so far and, I just thought, well, with, with Ana Maria, because it's a middle grade book, I'm talking to slightly older kids and I'm doing a whole presentation about how I wrote the book and why I wrote the book and with the kind of living room, I thought, well, what do you do with a, you know, with very young children who have a shorter attention span and you just read the book, I guess. And I just didn't really know what to do. And so I was a little bit nervous about that. And having the illustrator was one of the good things about things being virtual is that the illustrator and I were both there at the launch and she did a presentation about how she created the illustrations and that was great because then I didn't have to say much more <laughs> um, so that's that's always my goal is to say as little as possible you know while still saying something um so that you know that that's how I've handled it yeah. I feel the same way I wish that my illustrator were going to be part of this launch but because that would mean i'd have less to say yeah but yeah but uh yeah and i'm nervous because uh it, it, it kind of i wonder about it because i've presented in front of 
teachers and principals and superintendents and, and, and other positions that I've had in education. And, uh, you know, I was able to do that. I mean, I was nervous, but not as nervous as I am with this. And I think it's because it's such, it's so close to my heart, you know, mm -hmm. and more of a reflection of me rather than the information I was giving or whatever, uh, workshops and so on. So, and I taught high school English. I've not taught elementary. So, you know, they're, they're, the babies are so much better. Elementary, <laughs> they're a little unruly and their attention span is definitely shorter, but I promise you the babies are so much better. K through five, like that's where my heart is. And, um, you know, I, I love them. They just, and their questions are just so insightful. Like always leave time for Q&A for the babies because oh, yeah. they, they have so many questions they want to ask. And it's just- One thing I think I heard in a lecture talking, it was a school visit lecture, was that make sure that the class not maybe not necessarily you know require that every kid read the book but that the teacher read the book before you even get there because so then they can be percolating and thinking of mm -hmm. ideas of what they want to ask you and so that's what i've done i've always said okay they they need to read the book and do at least like one small activity so when you get there they're already having questions about your book and then you have something to connect with them on so like going back to what hilda said being you know not knowing maybe what kind of what to do they're they already they'll bring the questions you know like jasmine just said they're gonna they're gonna bring the questions and they're really honest and funny questions a lot of the time too and things you don't expect and haven't thought of but if you just kind of say hey you know requ we're requiring that you read the book ahead of time it solves a lot of those issues yeah i'm not even sure that i can do that this time uh but certainly for future what i thought i'd do is certainly i'm not going to read the whole book because it's a biography longer than more uh, you know fictional books but i thought i'd read just parts of it and fill in the other parts summarize and and do some pre-reading activities so that they can at least have some ideas before yeah yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, well, and speaking of that sort of that that preparation, um, how are you or did you handle the many parts of promoting your book, right? So we know we talk about the school visits, but there's things that there's work that comes before that, and and even school visits are a part of the promotional aspect. But you know, do you have folks helping you? Or are you sort of a a one person show handling it, or how's that going for you all? I do. Ha Abrams has. Um a PR department. And so I work with Jenny Choi and she's fabulous. She, you know, brings um, events to me and or ideas for things that I can do. I will say, and this might be a little controversial, I was in a couple of picture book, kind of, uh, what would you call it? Picture book launch groups or debut mm -hmm. books. And it was, it was a lot. I think that, um, and it, it, parts of it are good. I was reading everybody's work and you put, you know, do reviews, et cetera, but it turned into probably more work than you'd mm -hmm. for me than I'd want to, I have a full-time job. And so it was a lot of work for a debut. So that's one thing I think you should consider if you have the time to dedicate, because I was a little overwhelmed that you have to learn to say no. And, mm -hmm. and a part of promoting your book is, there's a it's a lot of work and sometimes there are things that may not work as well as others i will say a huge part of the promotion in my book has been las mosas and 
just having when, you know, when I post something or, you know, on social media or having my book launch, having the support of that collective. And um, anyway, I think that, you know, promotion, it's tough if you're, I've, I've been really fortunate having a PR person with Abrams kids, but um, I don't know, I, if you don't have that, you kind of have to search out events and do um, pitches for panels and things like that to promote yourself. It's a lot of work. Uh, I also have Jenny Choi from Abrams. Oh, um, she's great. She is fantastic. She's really fantastic. And uh, yeah, so I've been on several panels that she's pitched me for and hopefully it'll be some of the conferences that I know uh, I've been pitched for. I don't know the results yet, but whether I'll be on them or not. But um, so I, I haven't done that. I have uh, I also gave them a list of blogs that I would like to have them pitched to. And um, they said they were pretty much all on their list as well, but I haven't had any responses from that. And I don't know whether, you know, they've already sent something out or not, whether I should try to pursue some on my own. Um, a lot of it is just the not knowing. Uh, I also agree, uh, you know, in Las Musas, but I'm also in another debut group that I was in before I got into Las Musas. And yeah, there's a lot that I'm behind on, on promoting others' groups, review, reading them, reviewing them, and, and a lot of stuff that I'm also behind on in Las Musas and trying to do, you know, the, my share of the work because it's just so much uh, that, you know, I, I'm uh, kind of feeling that, that feeling of compared despair because I see all the things that other people are doing and I think, oh my gosh, you know, oh my gosh, they're doing this and they've been doing this way before their books have come out. And I really am a debut author. This is my very first published book. Uh, I haven't had any other published books. So, um, well, yeah, I'll just echo what, what Donna said. You know, you really have to know, know how to say no and um, set those boundaries for yourself and know like what, how much, you know, you can take on and, and being clear with those expectations with your publisher, with your publicist, if you have one, with your marketing people, with yourself and your family, you know, and, and for me, like I've been taking it slow. It's, I feel like it's suddenly coming to a head. I'm like, oh, okay, it's July. Book is coming out in October. Now I really got to, you know, start to hit, really hit the ground running. But even before, like I really started slowly knowing that I'm with a slightly, I'm with a, a university press, an independent publisher, um, you know, out of the Publico, but they do publish many, many, um, you know, Latinx books and they have for many, many years. So they, they really know what they're doing, especially in the kidlet department, I believe. Um, and I work with Marina uh, Tristan over there and she's fabulous. And it helps that they're, the publishing house is based in Houston and I live in Houston. So she knows all the librarians and all the school librarians and all the people. And so we're, we're starting to really push forward that campaign. So that's been really great that I don't have to do everything myself this time around. But I'm so used to having to have done that with my other books, um, one of which was through Arte Publico and another one was even a, a smaller press. It really had no marketing or publicity department and everything was just me selling my book out of the trunk of my car basically for many years. Um, and so that I that I was ready to like do all the things, you know, and Marina was like, chill out, like I got you, you know, <laughs> like I'm here and we can do this together. Um, but I love some of that, you know, I, I want to, you know, I want to go to the libraries physically myself and say, hey, 
I live down the street, you know, I'd love to do a story time with you guys, you know, put my book in your, in your, in your shelves and that kind of a thing. And so, cause I don't think that there is a lot of Houston authors. And so I think that to be able to have somebody locally that they can bring in, is going to be a really big draw for librarians and, and even for schools and everything like that. And so I enjoy that part of it. I've done a couple of, you know, practically I've done a few Instagram giveaways myself of the book. Like my goal was just to have once one a month. Like I wasn't going to overwhelm myself and try to do 63,000 different campaigns of things. I was like, if I can do one giveaway from now until October, like that will be a success for me. So me sort of defining what a successful promotion looks like, um, you know, and I've already gotten a lot of feedback and folks that really want to pre-order and, um, you know, I sent out a few uh, review copies in the last couple of weeks. And so that's been exciting. Um, and just defining for myself, okay, I'm going to allot X amount of hours to this a week because that's what I can do, you know, but then also not beating myself up if I don't get to it because I have a toddler and a job and <laughs> it's a pandemic and, you know, all of the things. So just giving myself grace has been really important. You have a beautiful yeah. toddler. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I'll say you do. Um, yeah, I, I echo what everybody's saying, you know, I have a full-time job and I just can't, um, you know, I have to balance my job and book promotion and also trying to write, trying to write something new, which is just, you know, all this book promotion stuff kind of takes time away from that. So I basically have not really done much on my own, you know, like Penguin Random House did, you know, assign a publicist. And so the, she has um, arranged for, for everything, like my book launch and, and a couple panels that I was in um, were arranged by them. And, you know, and then some, like, I know when my first book came out in 2018, that's when I first joined Las Musas. And when other Musas would say, hey, I'm going to pitch for this panel. Does anybody want to join me? I would raise my hand and say, sure, but I've never written a pitch myself. <laughs> and I did, you know, do some traveling back then for some events, um, but I have not been that actively seeking things. I have done some school visits when it's been asked of me. I actually just did a school visit in the beginning of June after the Cotton Living Room came out and it was with my sister is a school librarian for an elementary school and her school was doing something about um, diversity and this was she wanted to bring in an author and she said hey I can bring in my sister so that worked out well um, but I haven't really actively gone out looking for things because I just feel like even the things that are falling in my lap, I do say yes to just about everything when it just comes to me, but I'm not out there seeking things. And that's that's how I've decided I'm going to balance things out. <laughs> that's smart. Yeah, I'm similar. I've sort of stopped having to really push and look, you know, for things to come to me. I just, the emails show up and if I have time and my calendar is free and it doesn't, you know, put too much of a strain on like my family life and you know, he's got to find childcare kind of thing Then I'm like, okay, yes. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's a great, great thing. That's so, a, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Gloria. Well, so far, that's what I've done. The things that have come to me through various, who knows how, just some things that have shown <laughs> up, uh, I guess, because I'm in 12 by 12 and some other things, but, um, yeah, that I haven't 
gone out to do anything but but try to get my book launched which is the, the people uh, yeah. and, and the writing barn and all this but uh that was the only thing i've asked <laughs> everything else <laughs> just kind of can yeah 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 and so with that with this idea of like right things that come to you has anything unexpected happened throughout this process and and how did you deal with it with your I think unexpected could be good or bad, I guess, right? I think in picture books, sometimes there are, you know, delays with illustrators and things like that. I've been really fortunate. I haven't had any, anything unexpected. Um, gosh, nothing like the edit process went really well and and um, there weren't any delays with the book. I am having a delay with my next book that's coming out. It's, I was telling Hilda, it's stuck in a shipping container somewhere. I'm like, the Suez Canal. Um, I don't know if that's why, <laughs> but um, it delayed it a couple of months. And so those things do happen, but um, for the, the picture book, there were no really, nothing unexpected that, that I had, but I know it's common. I think most people, there are little hiccups along the way. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that it was unexpected, but I did have to wait uh, for publishing my book. Uh, Duncan Sonatio was working on his own book, illustrating his own book, and so I had to wait for him to finish that. And it came out in 2020 uh, before he started working on mine. And, um, that and the other thing I would say that's unexpected is that um, the publicity team, uh, you know, sends out things and promotes you for uh, conferences and panels and so on, and you don't really know about it until they say, you know, this is happening and they've accepted you. So then it doesn't always work with. Them. A schedule, but I know I, I felt like I had to do it. And uh, I was actually on vacation on one of them for a school library journal. And I had to make all kinds of arrangements and I won't go into all the details, but in, anyway, I ended up going back home, um, not for that reason, but ended up doing it. From, but I had arranged and gone and did a test, a technical test at a library you know, I was on the coast, Texas coast and it was, yeah. So a lot of things, and, and I don't know what else is going to come up that I I'm not aware of. And so when I get asked, like I just was this morning, you know, when can I do such and such? And I told them, but then I know that something else may come up from the publicist and I might have to do, change the local thing or not do it. Um, yeah. So for me, that's, that's kind of, I'm not sure how to plan for those kind of unexpected things. So. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say I've had anything unexpected come up with the publication of the book. I think that when I, when my first book came out, um, my middle grade book that came in 2018, what was what I was a little bit surprised about, and I probably shouldn't have been, but what I was a little bit surprised about was how people-oriented writing can be because I just always imagined well what I had done up until that point was just you know sit with my thoughts and my <laughs> in my pen and my computer and I hadn't 
my first book, you know, was published. I submitted it to Leon Lobos, who was the publisher, um, as part of a contest. And I had not finished the book yet, and I had not queried agents. I hadn't researched anything. I didn't know anything about the publishing industry at all. I didn't realize that I would have to do anything in terms of, and I guess it makes sense that we would need to do some sort of book promotion, but it wasn't something that I had thought about at all. I was just very focused on the craft of writing my book and on writing the best book I possibly could and then getting it out there. And then I thought I'd be done, <laughs> that then I could just move on to writing the next book. And I didn't realize that there was all this other stuff that had to be done with the book that you've already written. So that was the thing that was surprising with the very first book. And now I know it. And I guess it's the same, even though with picture books, there are obviously some differences. That part is the same. I think for me, something that's been unexpected, and again, similar to Hilda, like I don't know why it, it is unexpected or surprising, but that um, that in many ways, I feel like there's just more um, traction and like attention and um, openness for like a kid's book and like a kid's picture book than there were for maybe my my adult works, my, you know, my older works. And so that's interesting to me how, how that's kind of played out um, and how folks are seem more excited about you know even adults who don't have kids are just like yes i need that picture book in my life and so that was like oh okay so i'm not it's you know it is for children but their adults are finding you know are, are appreciating appreciating this as as well and i think in some ways it's because so many many of us um didn't have these books as kids you know i myself that's why i write you know these books um is because i didn't see myself in in kids books as a child and so then adults still feel starved for that and they're like finally like i can have the books that i needed as a child and you know and if i have kids or if i have nieces or nephews or cousins or whomever i can share this work with them and so for me that's been kind of really unexpected and, and surprising in a really good way you know, to have folks of all ages get really excited about a picture book. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, this is really cool that that it's, um, you know, reaching a wide variety of audiences. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, and so then speaking of excitement, um, how are we, we all dealing with the varying emotions that come from a debut picture book, I think, or a picture a debut book, period, right? Um, in the sense that, you know, like Hilda was saying, you're in your space, you write it, you're with the story, you're kind of in that zone, and then you query it or you submit it, and then you're waiting, and the, there's emotions there, then it gets accepted, and then you edit, and then like, so you're in it, right? You have all these emotions, sort of this buildup of excitement, and then it's just out there, right? And sometimes I feel like you can either kind of crash and be like, I don't, or kind of not know what to feel, or still feel really excited, or do you want to like you know get sick to your stomach or what are what are all those things and how are you sort of holding space for all of the emotions that come with you know debuting a book i think for me it's i mean it's it's continued to be exciting because i mean of course right after there's a little bit okay i need a nap but <laughs> after that um i you know write the book with, that i wrote about el kukui when I was young, I didn't know there were other kids with El Kukui. <laughs> and so now, and not even until I wrote this book and I didn't realize that there was a form of El Kukui in other countries as well. 
and um, like there's El Coco in, in Colombia, which is where the illustrator's from. And so that was fun to talk to her about her experience and her family. But then now as the book has come out, other people are like, oh, El Cucuy, like, and it's one of those things that I didn't really hear other than within my own family, you didn't hear about growing up with other people. So now it's kind of fun because it's a, there's adults and kids and people are like, oh my gosh, you know, so-and-so in my family used to scare me with this too. And so finally, it's kind of like feels like there's this family bond that I haven't had. So that's been, I think the emotion for me, having a connection with other people because of the picture book, that's been awesome. Because And, and you know, even kids like talking to, I was in a, with the second grade class yesterday and there were kids who, you know, it was an ESL class and they knew of El Kukui. And so just the excitement of all ages, that part has been fun. Um, I don't think I really crashed at all other than like right after there's so much that goes into launching a book and I was just mm. tired and, um, I allowed myself to take a day or two and just rest and, but yeah, now it's, it's been fun. And, but like Hilda said, once you finish this one's like, okay, what's next? And you got to start working on the next project. And, but now I've got kind of the steam to do it because yeah. I'm kind of riding off this little bit of a high. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm really excited in the, the positive reviews and the starred reviews that I've gotten have made me just like dance with joy, but uh, life happens and I've had a family illness and it puts it all in perspective. I mean, what's most important, of course, your family. So I'm still trying to do so many things for promoting, but the stress is kind of getting to me and I'm, uh, I, I'm, of course, I'm working on revisions for another book and I'm, I'm not dealing with the stress too well. I get migraines, not during the mic, not during the stress, but after the events. Mm -hmm. And I've had a few of those recently and I need probably to start yoga or something, but I don't feel like I have the time to do it. And those of you who have full-time jobs, I absolutely don't know how you're doing it at all because I'm retired, but I've moved and it's a lot you know to to move into just just so many things to do i just yeah i have no idea plus i'm older though so y'all have more energy than i do so if you're younger I don't think you're that much older <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am yeah i definitely am but anyway I, i'm probably uh yeah like when i get something positive i'm like oh great and every step of the way you know when you get an agent or when you get accepted for publication all all of those things are just really exciting and they give me a high but then you're dealing with all the other things too so yeah i've got to find a balance i don't know the answer to this you know how to find that balance but i'm working on it yeah it's it's hard to find the balance but there are a lot of highs you know like the first time i saw the illustrations i just thought oh this is so nice it wasn't what i i had I'm very word focused and feeling focused and thinking about, so when I wrote the book, I was just really thinking about the words and the feelings that I wanted those words to, to evoke. And so when I saw 
the way that it was illustrated and how how much it added to the story it was really emotional you know I really felt like this is really actually coming together and this is really a complete book and so you know like I had I said before that I I was thinking of I always thought of writing as being more solitary now with a picture book it's especially not that solitary because it's really, really a team. I mean, with the middle grade, it's a team also, but with the picture book, it's an even bigger team because you've got the illustrator. And, and that was a very, um, those were a lot of positive feelings there. Um, and in terms of, you know, the, of course, you know, some of the, I guess, negative things um, is just the, the nervousness of, the public speaking because I always get nervous and I always feel like I can't do anything else for a few days beforehand because I'm just so focused on this one thing I have to do this panel and these questions and I'm thinking them over and and I get all worked up about it and I need to come up with a better system one thing that I did do right before my first book came out was that I joined a Toastmasters um, group um, you know which is a public speaking group and it's been really really helpful and I do feel a lot more comfortable now and I do feel like I can do this now and I practice I practiced in front of the Toastmasters team my very first school visit my presentation even though they were adults they could still give me constructive criticism so I just feel like you know for me the way that I deal with it is by preparing you know by doing the Toastmasters by getting the questions ahead of time by you know just just by being overprepared, that's that's how I'm dealing. Yeah, I think yeah, I think for me, it's um, making sure that I don't burn out because I already, you know, know and foresee that there's you know after the book launch, it's not just the book launch and then you're done. Like there's like there's it just gets even busier, right? There's going to be school visits and library visits, whether they're online or whether they're in person. And um, you know, I was already told like you know I talked to to Marina, my, my uh, my publicist, you know, marketing person at the Publico, she's like, well, how many, how much do you want to do? You tell me. And then, well, you know, it's like, oh, okay. It's like that. Um, and just thinking like, okay, what is, what is my limit? You know, what am I really able and willing to do that will also still give me time to rest? Um, cause I'm, I'm young, but I have multiple illnesses. And so I, I need to rest. Like I can't go and do three events back to back. You know, I have to do like one event a week and just call you cause same like I have to prep for it and then afterwards it's you know whether I'm driving there and everything's far in Houston so it's at least a 30 minute drive to that place and then you get there and then you know your body goes through physically like an adrenaline rush and there are hormones that are produced because of your nerves and because of your excitement and so that it's physically a draining process to do even just a read aloud with a Q&A that afterwards it's like okay I need to hydrate and maybe I need a nap but I also am a mom and so like planning you know, time to rest um, in between these events and these readings and panels and whatever they are um, is really important for sustainability for me. If I know that I want to do this for a long time and also if I'm going to continue writing other things because I still have I have several books on deck and on contract that are going to require edits any day now. They haven't come in yet, but I know any day now they're going to be like, edit this and it's due, you know, on this date on top of your book launch. So, um, so thinking about like, what does my calendar look like, I think, and knowing that at least that much I can control, right? Because I'm also very like type A, what can I control? And I don't want to feel out of control. 
um, and really scheduling downtime to process the highs because there are so many highs like like you all that when I got my cover and the cover release was amazing and when I got the FNG copy when I pulled it out of the envelope and did a whole video and I was like ah like those emotions were so real and my toddler was there and she's like that's your book she's like oh set it down she didn't care she didn't, she didn't care that mommy had a book in the world yeah. she, she, she was uninterested <laughs> but it was just a nice moment to share with her and so there's you know learning to process and and sit with those emotions um and and definitely making time for for rest um to process like all of it the highs the lows the fatigue itself you know and to really savor each moment as much as possible um you know to be able to to allow that to also give you fuel as you keep going i think has been important to me to think about because the book isn't out yet and there's still it still feels really busy beforehand and i just know that it's gonna only get more intense afterwards so um and so with that do you all think it will be better with your next book after your debut why or why not and maybe what does better look like if it is better i mean it all sounds pretty great i feel like we're all doing yeah. a really wonderful job <laughs> i think handling the the emotions and stress of being a debut it does get better and i have found that like it doesn't make it go away but you i find the tools that i need to use for myself and obviously you know, what I use doesn't, wouldn't work for everybody else. But if I, when I first started, I would, you know, any interaction, I would type everything out and it was, um, really stifling. It was paralyzing because I would try to hit on every little thing and I have figured out that doesn't work for me. And so, yeah, it's become easier. Um, the, the emotions, all of them are, I know how to handle them a little bit better, but I think that's just, you know, coping, coping skills. So yeah, that part's gotten better. And um, I'm really glad that, you know, uh, Lupe Wong debuted virtually now because I think it would have been a, a lot if it had been in person. So for that, I, I, I kind of was allowed to ease in gracefully to, you know, the other books. But um, yeah, I think that it, it definitely is becoming easier. I think it's like anything else. You rip off the Band-Aid and then slowly but surely you, those things heal. Well, all I know is I hopefully, I certainly hope it will be better. <laughs> I, I, I really think I've learned a lot since this is my actual debut of any book. Uh, I think the main thing is that I need to get things done much earlier uh, way ahead of time if I could possibly do it uh, I think I've left too many things um, not done not realizing what I would have to do but that's part of it but uh, I, I one was my website uh, you know I was still working on the website and getting everything I want on it and that could have been done much sooner uh, just you know lots of things that I would have started promoting earlier, um, just getting things lined up. Because um, now I have a month for the launch and I'm thinking, oh, I need to have done this. I should have done that months ago and this and this and this. But, you know, it's a learning process and I think it will be much uh, better. And did I mention start earlier? <laughs> One thing you just said, Gloria, and, and so long ago, um, Mia Garcia told me 
that on your web, when you do your website, she said one of the best things you can do, and I'm so glad I did it from the beginning, was I created a tab for the media kit because so many times during your debut year, blogs and articles, people will come and say, can I, I, I need a high res picture, I need your bio, I need a picture of your book. And on that media kit page, if you have the picture of your book, both high res and social media images, um, if you have all those details there in the bio, you don't have to each time copy and paste. You just put in the link to your media kit and it's there. It seems like such a small thing, but I am so glad that, that Mia gave me that advice. And she's like, do this. And I was like, she's enthusiastic. I'm going to do what she says. And so um, (laughs) it was, it was, it's been so convenient because that those questions come over and over and over again. And it's just one small thing that's I do have a media uh, press kit, but I, I think the thing that's missing on there is having um, a picture that is uh, in a different format, like for Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I think I just have, I have two, uh, just two versions of photos, but I don't think I have um, it set up. I don't know whether one's a square or not, maybe need to look into that but uh yeah I do have that and I think I learned that along the way from various people I don't know you know from whom but um yeah but that's a very good point very good point yeah in in terms of whether or not things um will get better I do feel that just knowing what to expect is is helpful and so that that's a good thing I mean but I mean although one thing I would say is that with my first book, I didn't know anything about anything. I didn't know what an arc was. I didn't know what a starred review was. So, you know, I was just sort of learning everything. And I think, you know, one thing that could get worse if you let it is your concern about reviews and stuff like that. Um, And so we're gonna try not to worry about that. What about you, Jasmine? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's gotten better as this is sort of my third book, but it's my picture book debut. Um, So I'm learning things with regard to the children's market versus the adult market and ways in which I was promoting or maybe not promoting. I've learned a lot between my last book, which is an adult memoir, and now this picture book and um, having more community, you know, uh, and with regard to like the Kidlit community and Las Musas and a few other communities and seeing how things are done um, in this kind of world, um, within this literary genre, if you will, as opposed to the way things were done with my adult memoir. And so I think that now I felt like the pressure of like, I have to get it done in this way and need these pieces and has to be done on this timeline and everything. Um, and now that I kind of have done it, I do think that in the next round, it won't feel as daunting or as maybe stressful, um, or even it'll still feel urgent, but not kind of like anxiety urgent, just like, okay, I got to get it done. I've done it before. I know how to do it. Cool. Like I can. And so I, I do think that, you know, it's one of those things that's just like you, you practice it and you do it. And so then it's kind of more in your body and you're able to, to do it. And I think, um, with this process, I've also really learned how to ask for help. Um, and that's been really important to, to making it easier. And the more times I ask for help, the easier that gets also, because I do always feel like I need to do everything on my own. Uh, and I don't have to, there's more people I have, you know, a support system that can help me. And so, um, I think that that's important moving forward and I'm excited about the next books that, you know, are to come. 
and to promote those and share those with the world. So I, oh, think I also want to, great, I'm sorry, go ahead, Hilda. I just want to um, quote Mia again, <laughs> since you, <laughs> you did, Donna, which is that I remember her once saying, there's no such thing as an art emergency. So <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it all in perspective yeah. and do what you can. In the Look. words of the wise Mia, yeah. she says. Yeah. <laughs> Her ears are burning right now. Exactly. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Well, I, this was wonderful to talk to you all. And I, what a, I think it's a great place to kind of wrap things up with what Jasmine said about, you know, knowing that, knowing when to ask for help and that there are people who will give you advice and that you can talk to if you're stressed or what have you during your debut year. Well, uh, wonderful to chat with you all. Thank you so much. And thank you, Jasmine, for kind of coordinating and keeping us uh, uh, organized. For sure. Thank you all. Thank you all for having us and, and for listening. Um, and if you'd like to learn more about Las Musas or our books, please visit our website at lasmusasbooks.com or find us on social media at Las Musas Books. And be sure to check out our bookshop page where each purchase of one of our books goes towards supporting independent bookstores. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also sign up for the Las Musas newsletter to have podcast updates as well as other Musa news such as release dates, teasers, spotlights, and more delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening and please buy all of our books.